0: and it's over to Lewis and Robbie.
1: Welcome to all you hip cats and cool canines and other groovy beasts. Welcome to episode 38 and part one of the deep voice and sore throat experience of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much croaking about pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Barry White, and I'm joined by the Soul man, chef, and the duke. It's Dr. Isaac Hayes. Hey,
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey Robbie, how you doing? <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> into
1: Straighten- or cough, mate? How bad's that? Having cough for the last ten minutes, and now I've just got. Um, so yeah, everyone, we're uh, we're both under the weather a little bit, but we're uh, we're dedicated to the cause. We We've got to get an episode out for you guys, so here we are. We're ready to rock. Yeah, we're both really struggling
2: today. Really, <laughs> Robbie's got some sort of flu. He's brought down from the northern states, and I've got a bit of a cold. So, <laughs> but yeah. we'll soldier on. We on, shall hey. prevail. We, we will keep going.
1: We will keep going. And and this episode's a special one, isn't it, mate? Uh, it sure is, yes, yeah. It's it's our uh, our quest fest. Yes, yeah. We sent out the um the request for uh for questions the last episode, and we've had uh, had quite a few people jump at it. So we have, we've
2: got a whole episode to rock through. But mate, I want to bring something up with you. And Go for got, it, mate. What we're do you gonna got? I'm going to reach down and grab a little baggie. Oh, hello. Now, we yeah we uh we uh the the Royals, mate. Yes, yeah, Royals, Harry and Megan having a baby. Yes, right. Uh, we talked about how you know maybe we might send over a sticker or and actually during the week I sent over a autograph book for them. Yes, Put yeah, that, that was up on the Instagram. We page. saw that. Yes, yeah. yeah, we got a
1: lot of likes on that one. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah.
2: yeah, a lot of comments about that. Oh, that's amazing. So we'll see what we get for that. Yeah.
1: Now I thought we might just get something
2: here, mate. I'm just okay. passing over a little package. righty yeah, no Just want you to I'll open
1: it up and righty-o. reach in wait, there and wait until uh, you got the uh, the the the, the camera ready to go. Oh,
2: the right package, you mean? The the right right package. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna stick my hands in the page. What have yeah. we got here?
1: Oh, get out of town! Yeah,
2: open up, show What do we? <laughs> what do you think of that, mate? Look at that! Tell the listeners what you Merge got there. For the
1: baby. So, what we've got here is a, uh, a a little onesie, a little baby onesie um, that's uh, got our ugly mugs on there for the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. So, uh, a little baby onesie, little baby uh, onesie. How good's that? Uh, Fantastic! You trying to tell me something, mate? You and Deb been uh, <laughs> get, getting busy again? I thought it was know? you, mate. You've been away. You've been on holidays. <laughs> Romance, you
2: had anniversary. Romance is in the air. Wow, look at that! Yeah, fantastic. So a little size, I don't know, triple zero one wonder suit for for the bub. Well, there you go. But, uh, yeah, we'll send that off. What do you reckon? And send see... that off
1: as well. Why not? So, yeah. yeah,
2: we'll say to them, look, if you want to post a photo of the, the new baby wearing
1: it, we'll send you a sticker as well. That's right, absolutely. Yeah. Just just hashtag us in there. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> right.
2: You know, we're we're all about sending out stickers. There we, we are, go. More we...
1: merch. Yeah. Yeah. nice. Yeah. So there we
2: go, mate.
1: Fantastic. Good stuff.
2: So we'll put a photo on the socials of that. I think just absolutely. Uh, yeah. What and what I reckon he...
1: that's that's probably just about the right size it would probably fit like a like a daxon or something like that in it. so if you want to uh you know if you're keen to get a uh you know you d- dress your dog up in it that's an idea mate. that'd, that'd work all right you that's... know because it's got the little tuck around thing you could just sort of pull that down like the old um you know undies that uh, <laughs> that the people wore in the in the wild west when you had to go to the toilet and you know you had to clear clear out the gusset and you didn't have to want to take off your onesie. you yeah. just sort of Un- unhook it all you so, just... so
2: you could snap it up for the walk to the park and then unsnap it when you get to the park. That's right, yeah. So once a get... dog
1: starts sniffing, just undo those little press studs yeah, and it's bang,
2: Everything just drops out, you
1: reckon? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Perfect, mate. Oh, Easy that,
2: peasy. Great idea. Well, hit us up, you know. And we'll send you one, and, and also if you see it in this photo, we'll send you a sticker.
1: There you go. So anyway, we've got we've got a lot of Dax and listeners. So you know, noodles the Dacky and all your little uh, you know long, long backed, short legged mates. You know, let it, let us know if anybody else wants to get a, a two vets talk pets onesie, <laughs> onesie for your dog. <laughs> you know, let's let let's get it happening. You know, this what, is what, great, what, mate. What,
2: <laughs> We're going to be inundated. I can see that. Oh,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll sell 100 units of it by the end of the week. It'll be great. Yeah. All righty. Now, big
2: shout out to our sponsors uh, Zilkeen. Um, the uh, mild
1: anxiety lowering medication for for dogs and cats and did you speaking of Zilkin did you notice the uh, increase in about uh, 150 uh, listeners for last week's uh, episode from as I was uh, you know as the kids made me want to uh, replay their yeah. their bits on there about uh, yeah at least 149 times well, so well, it has spiked mate so it yeah, must well, there you go that must have been us <laughs> yeah you know? yeah I just thought it was a great episode <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a bad episode either, but you know, I think the uh, the, the the kids wanting to uh, b- uh, uh, bask in their own podcasting glory. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I, I thought yeah. they
2: might have been scared off hearing their own voice, but obviously they loved it. No,
1: no, they they like listening to their own voice better than what I like listening <laughs> to my voice. I was so just yeah, so say, there you
2: go. Apple doesn't fall far, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got some new sponsors. Well, we've got Prime One Hundred Dog Foods. Oh, they're um, back, back on board. Back. Yep. fantastic. So thank you very much, Prime One Hundred. Welcome so. back, Prime One Hundred. They got that that uh, the skin diet that I love the crocodile and tapioca croc tap yep. I call it Cro- yep. yeah croc tap right and uh, and and also it's great for those those dogs and cats or well, dogs mainly you've got uh, pancreatitis or stomach problems yep really really good foods to get on board guys and then low have...
1: fat diet and single protein diet yes. so as yep. we heard from our um, derm episode with um uh Dr Danny Houlihan she's talking about food allergies and where it's allergies to uh to the protein that's in the food so a single protein aller- a single protein food can really help out if you've got skin allergies or gastrointestinal disease in that it helps you to try and eliminate possible causes of what could be causing the allergy. Yeah, so, and yeah. Prime One Hundred do some really good ones. Yeah, fantastic. And then we also got another new sponsor, mate. We've got uh,
2: Insight Mobile Veterinary Diagnostics have come on board with uh, Dr. Clint uh, Yilderman. So, Dr. Clint's on board. Dr. Hey, Clint. Yeah, uh, uh, I think that's a we
1: finally our first celebrity, mate. We're having on. Well, Yeah, he's he's been on. Uh, he's a reality TV star, Doctor Clint, star. isn't he?
2: Yeah, it was on the very first episode of My Kitchen Rules, mate. Oh, they were
1: on the first season of very MKR, first were they? Season, yeah. Right, him, okay.
2: Him and his mate, and uh, I think I think yeah, runner up, unfortunately. Oh, first loser. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're we're not listening that. to this, are you, Clint? <laughs> <laughs> what? Were we asking that? First loser or runner-up? Oh, Croggy, we do... We, oh, I, I, I wish I had know yeah, wait until after we interview him before coming over that one. Oh, anyway, Clint, you, you, you sometimes tell us you listen to this in the car. I hope you haven't driven off the road, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, yeah? He's, we are actually getting him on an interview in a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, coming up just before Christmas, we're going to interview him. So, listeners... If you've got any – Clint, I suppose, give a bit of background. He's a medical specialist. Yep, internal um, he, medicine specialist. Exactly. And he says he's he got a mobile specialist service around Melbourne, uh, Mornington um, and the Bellarine Peninsulas. Um, and he basically comes into our your clinic where your, yep. your dog goes, your GP clinic, and he does some specialist services. So he'll do some endoscopy. He'll do some ultrasound of the chest or the heart or and, and also help with some workup of the cases if it's a really – Really sort of difficult case. So we have got him coming on. We're going to do a bit of a cooking session, mate, weren't we now? Oh, nice. Yeah, what do you think?
1: You know, that sounds we're, good.
2: we get him to do some baking in the kitchen. That'd be all right. How yeah. good
1: would that be? We hit him with questions while we've got him mic'd <laughs> up and while he's uh, yeah, making a souffle. Oh, no, it'd be just like, what is it, Ready Steady Cook? Or Ready Steady shows? Cook, yes. Yeah, R- Ready Steady Clint. Ready Steady Clint, I love it. <laughs> I love it.
2: Nice. Yeah, so I don't know if we'll get the <laughs> oven working, but it sounds like a good idea. We might get a camera crew coming in. Nice. No, help, help us out. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds great. Well, there yeah. we go. A we'll, we'll, uh, thought process. What thought process?
1: Well, we'll brainstorm that on yeah, our uh, off air production meeting. Yeah. yeah that's
2: right. <laughs> that we never have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Apart right. from the five minutes of before ever, how's my levels? Are my levels okay? Have you yeah. got any water? You're yeah. okay, just going to go to the toilet. Okay, right, let's start. <laughs> that's pretty
2: much it. Yep, it's all quiet. Let's go so big big shout out to insight mobile veterinary diagnostics you can find them at insight mvd.com.au or uh, check them out on Facebook. And we'll have
1: links in the show notes guys so you can go and check out Clint and uh, see what he offers. But uh, yeah, Fantastic. it's a really great service uh, that Clint provides. So if you've got any internal medicine questions, oh, small yes. internal medicine questions, we've got a couple of weeks up our sleeves. So send them to us on the email at 2 pets at gmail.com.au Oh no, it's just gmail.com gmail.com gmail.com, g-mail.com. Yeah. Um, or um, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Leave the questions so that we can and, um hit up clint while he's uh, so he's got something to do while he's uh making us a nice uh you know a nice chocolate mousse cake chocolate mousse cake would yeah. be all right yeah, yeah i could do go for that or maybe yeah. ma- well, what are we gonna have for main course though maybe we can get well him to main do
2: course it. is uh, his signature dish is a uh, raw pasta risotto mate
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's a royal I, I think that was a flop That was his flop dish Oh was it That yeah, was that the one That, that, was the, that one got a score of a one. Oh, really Signature so introduce The choc moose cake So So
1: they, they, they bought him back Did yeah, it They yeah. got him back on track Yeah
2: no, I think so I Oh think we'll that, go to
1: the choc mousse cake then And I'll have lunch Before I come Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll have some cooked risotto for you yeah. <laughs> um, So what, what have you got for us this week, Lewis? Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, I was going to say something. I reckon with, oh, with Clint, the yeah. thing I want to talk to him about is inflammatory bowel disease. Oh, okay, good one. I reckon that's a big issue that cats and dogs. Yeah. And I reckon that'll tie in really nicely because I've got some big questions I'm just not really sure about. So Sweet. So anyway, look, and you've got any other questions,
1: though, like Robbie said, hit us up. Yeah. internal medicine, heart stuff. Coughing stuff, you know. um yeah. not, Brain not, stuff, seizures. Yeah. Not so much
2: lameness, limping. No. Like, surgery. No, cruciates. No. Yeah, no. No. Anything no.
1: that involves a scalpel blade. No. Yeah, yeah. Brain surgery. Probably not. Not. No. No. So anything else? If yeah, you skin. No, we had skin. Skin. skin yeah, is yeah.
2: not yeah, skin. No. This is an this <laughs> he, is a medicine it's internal medicine
1: guy. <laughs> yeah, it's internal medicine, not external medicine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. He's yeah. looking inside of the cover. Yeah. 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 Aggression. No. That's 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 Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay that sort. <laughs>
2: All right, now this week mate in this or oh, not this week, a couple of weeks ago because we've yeah. uh, we've been a bit uh, we haven't recorded for a while. There's uh, Australian pet food has been pulled from the shelves after Perth dogs became ill. Ah. Oh, uh, th- yeah, well, yeah, this one's to do with the Blackhawk grain-free salmon dog food. Right. Um has ceased the production and quarantine of its product after reports dogs are becoming unwell after eating it. Uh, a Perth woman who's called Rach, but that doesn't want her last name published. So I won't read it out. Or is that
1: her last name? Rach Rach. No, Rach yeah. doesn't want her last name published. There's like six hyphens in there. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> a, a blended family a bl- thing. <laughs> it's 2018, mate. Yeah, it's fine. That's right. Was one of the first to
2: make a complaint to Blackhawk Pet Care after two of her golden retrievers became ill while on the food. Uh, now, essentially the signs they had were really bad diarrhoea with some blood. Right. Um, and I think she went to the vet and the vet said, oh, I stopped the food for a while, chicken and rice. They got better. She reintroduced the food. They got unwell again. Right. So she contacted Blackhawk with her complaint who said they had received a small number of complaints similar to hers. Mm. So they've done the right thing. Blackhawk had confirmed it was currently investigating the incidents. The brand, they haven't clarified how many official reports they have received. Right. Um, but Master Pet Chief Executive Officer Sean Duggan said the brand was being cautious about the distribution of their products. Due to the popularity of the Blackhawk grain-free salmon, we recently brought our network of suppliers of salmon meal, he said. We have completed extensive testing of the product to ensure that it poses no harm All tests to date have come back well within normal ranges. Until we can guarantee the exact same level of consistency and quality that our pets are accustomed to, we have ceased production of the product and quarantined all remaining stock. Right. We encourage pet owners to contact us with any questions. And then please note that the broader Blackhawk range is not impacted by this and it relates only to the grain-free salmon product. So if you've got some of this stuff at home, stop feeding it. And if you've got any questions, uh, hit us up on the socials. Yeah. But yeah. Probably talk to the company instead. Cause we don't know much more. Yeah. Uh, regarding the grain. It's only the grain free salmon product by black Hawk. Um, but you can contact them on 1 three hundred six five four two seven nine. 654 279. I guess the thing to realize it doesn't seem like it's a life threatening condition. No, whereas no. The other, the other recall we had recently did appear to be. Yeah. Um, but certainly if you've got any questions, give them a call and, uh, and hit them up.
1: Yeah, righty-o. Well,
2: there you go, guys.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, an important thing. And always keep an eye on your dog's poo. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Check yeah. it out. Check it out. Drop the flaps on the baby onesie that you bought from us. And <laughs> just, just. Uh, well, just it's a nice onesie. So if there's any blood in what comes out, if oh. you don't, if you don't drop the hatch down, it's right. You know, it's it's going to
2: besmirch.
1: That, well, yeah, but that's all right. You can get um, yeah some nappy sand on there, and yeah. that'll clean it out. Yeah. No,
2: yeah. Just don't get on our heads. <laughs> Because I've got a nice tan in my face. I don't want it bleached out. <laughs> All
1: I'm sure they can find something else to try and get a little bit more <laughs> tan coloration. Just Vegemite or something like that there, mate, if you want, you know. Yeah. Don't want anything else <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that's going <laughs> Alright all right. Time to hit into Quest Fest Yeah Disclaimer no, practice, mate Disclaimer time uh, All advice on this show Is generally in nature So please consult your veterinarian Before following any advice For your pet We do our best to provide The most up to date information Because veterinary medicine Is continually advancing And changing Please let us know If we have missed anything Or if you need <clears throat> Any clarification Alrighty Quest
2: Fest mate Number one Number one On so, Instagram Yes We got a question from Madjo45J Yes, yes. Why does my dog scoot all the time? Is it worms? Wow. Okay. So, what do you reckon, mate? You want to have a take on that one? Yeah, I'll
1: I'll look after that one. So, um, generally, scooting in dogs is not due to worms. We always, you know, people always feel like it is worms because um, quite commonly, the worms that humans get do make people get a little bit itchy around the derriere. Do they? So, they do. Right. So, that's why um, people think, oh, if the dog's itchy around, because that's how the worms manage to get... um, uh get spread, you know. So people, you know, maybe at night time, you give a little bit of a scratch around the uh the old you know the dairy the, the yeah. Right. You and, think then, so. Confucius and then my Confucius it say, yeah, thing. go to bed with itchy bum you wake up with <laughs> smelly, smelly finger. Something you know? or other. Yeah. And and if and if you happen to put that that put those fingers around your you know, more sort of oral region Then you might be reinfecting yourself. So, right.
2: well, you know how to cure it in humans, don't you? I mean, we are a vet podcast, but I've yeah. got a few human tips. Yeah, having had kids, no, and no you, you just, the, just
1: go get some worm tablets. No, the lemon
2: they? lemon biscuits, lemon biscuits. Yeah. No, no. So, what you do if you think your kids have got some worms, right? Is uh, is you um, you feed them lemon biscuits right. every every day, yeah, for a week, right? I'm, lem- intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, we I'm intrigued. Yeah, I so thought you said it's a treat. Yeah, it is no, a treat. It's a treat. <laughs> and so you feed them lemon biscuits for for a week, and then on the on the eighth night, you um, you, when they're in bed, you go, you know, because they come out at night, you go, you go to bed with a torch, and, and you go take a lemon biscuit, and you put a lemon biscuit just near their bottom,
1: and then when the worms come out to grab it, you grab them, and you pull them out. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna do it pretty, tonight. Pretty sure that works. I'm gonna do it tonight. I'm gonna. To, I got a head torch at home, ready to go. I'm gonna go and buy some lemon biscuits. No, you can't yeah. do it tonight. You need a week's prep. No, oh, yeah, no, but I'm gonna get ready for oh. it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, go. yeah. I'm gonna practice. <laughs> I'm gonna practice and warm up. I'm gonna yeah. In order to being a good scientist, I'm gonna have a week's lead in of of sort of ne- negative control. Oh, you right. know, a week of
2: wearing th- the head torch just for no reason. Yeah, yeah, you mean? exactly.
1: Because yeah, I don't want the I don't want the worms to get scared when they come out. and <laughs> They see the light. You know, I see get... the light. <laughs> don't go towards the light. I can't. It's too beautiful. <laughs> I see the light. <laughs> I see the light. <laughs> There's something shining out here. I don't know what it is.
2: <laughs> so yeah, um, there you go, mate. Um, I so Maybe you could do a, a control. Maybe
1: blueberry biscuits were better. I don't know. Blue- blueberry? I don't, well, we'll try different fruits. I've yeah. got two kids, so I can try different things at a time. That's a great idea. Um, yeah, let's get back to us next week on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, so generally it's anal glands that are, that are going to cause yep. dogs to be um, scooting their bums on the ground. We've spoken about anal glands before. So they're the two little glands that sit on either side of the anus that can become uh, uh, blocked or impacted, or they can become infected, both of which will cause irritation to cause the dogs to scoot their bum on the ground. Um, the other thing that can cause perineal irritation around there is um, is allergies. So yep. it's quite a common spot where dogs will sometimes get uh, uh, irritation so if they're scooting their bum along the ground and you're squeezing their anal glands out and there's nothing there yep. then most likely you're probably dealing with an allergy so yep. you know there's times there where um, you know people will um you know go whole hog on trying to solve problems with the anal glands it's not actually the anal glands it's actually an uh, an allergy you treat the allergy and then yep. it settles it down yep. but, so. but also you
2: mentioned the worming i think there is one worm that causes it you don't take worm cause a bit of Anal puritis,
1: bit of itching oh, around could, there. I guess they could. I yeah, think it does. Maybe. So
2: do make sure you're up to date with worms. It doesn't hurt to worm. Not that it's normally worms, yeah. but I remember telling a, really uh, an old vet I worked with, I said, oh, it's anal glands. He goes, no, no, it could be worms. And he was right. Tapeworm can make them itch around the bum Yeah, okay, so right. So make yeah. sure you've done a tapeworm as well. But it's
1: always a good idea to worm your dogs yeah, anyway.
2: But, but you're right, mate. Most of the time, yeah, it's, it's those anal glands, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Anal glands, allergies, and then, and then way down on the potential list worms. But yeah, always worm your dog every three months. It's as Much for your health as what it is for theirs. Yeah, exactly. And
2: look, if you want to feed them some lemon cookies. Let us know.
1: Go for it, yeah, and a then wiggle. the head torch. Yeah, and poke your head around there and <laughs> see what's going. On. Did you remember? Um, I think there was a horse worm that does the same thing that lays it. That's like like sticks, lemon cookies. No, no, sticks it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember back in my um. If any, uh, yes, I know the one. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's uh, a pinworm. The pinworm. The pinworm yes, yes, worm, yeah, yes, Where it sticks its little head out from the bum and it lays the eggs around the anus. Yes. So then the flies come and and, and pick them up. Yes. And then them back around again. Fly
2: back to some lemon. Cookies and Lemon lamb on cookies. there Yes
1: yeah. yeah
2: yeah I remember that in, There you go I remember yeah. that in lecture Parasitology Yeah oh, For
1: sure Many years
2: ago though yeah. Yeah. Anyway uh, Next question
1: Yep All uh, right. So next one uh, Is Gemma on the email
2: My dog won't let me cut her nails She wriggles and squirms When we try and hold her How can I make her love Having it done P.S. P.S. Keep up the good work on the podcast. I really love Robbie. Hey, whoa, thank you very much, Gemma. Whoa, I easy. I love you too. Easy, easy. Was that I Christina? Love all of our listeners. Is that Christina?
1: No, it could be. Yeah. It
2: could be. Can't you cut Rosie's nails, mate?
1: <laughs> Come she's on. A, she's a whipper. We run around on concrete, mate.
2: She's <laughs> fine. She, she doesn't need a nail trim. Well, well <laughs> you both fit. Surely you can work it out. Uh, well, that's that's true. That's um. I'll, I'll, I'll take on this yep. one. Certainly, walking your dog on concrete, can, like you mentioned, yes. can be one great way for just wearing down those nails. Um, but often, dogs don't like having their nail trimmed because they've had a bad experience in the past. Yes, right. Previously, they've been held down, wrestled, you know, or you know, trimmed. Maybe got the quick. Yes, which yep. is The area that bleeds. Yeah,
1: had a negative, painful experience yeah, associated had with it. a bad
2: experience with yep. it. And um, and next to that quick in the. Uh, in the in the footies, actually, the little nerve too. Mm. So also, if you you squeeze the the nail with some clippers that are perhaps aren't very sharp, mm. that can cause a bit of pain as well. So really, uh, Gemma, was it first thing you need to be doing is just starting taking it back really slowly. Get out the clippers, put them on the ground, feed your dog lots of tasty food rewards, and 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 that you might do that for a week. Yeah, you just bring out the clippers, the dog might be whoa, what's going on, mum? I don't like yep. this idea. And all that happens is food happens. It's a spoonful of peanut butter. It's, a you know, some, some cheese or something like that. And then over time, you might work up really, really slowly. It might be a week of just bringing out those clippers and putting them on the ground. Yeah. The next week it might be, all right, bring out the clippers and I'll put them in my hand. Yeah. And I'll hold them while I give you the treat. Hold yep. them while you give them the treat Might do that for a week And the week after that Then I might just tap you on the foot With the clippers yes, Then I'll yep. give you a treat Tap you on the foot So it's a really, really good association That's going on And you might be looking at six six weeks or so Yes, yeah of yeah. Just some really sort of gradual training Particularly someone at home Who might not have timing as well yep. as, as you know There's a really great video on, on YouTube If you do a search for Sophia Yin That's uh, Sophia S-O-P-H-I-A Uh, space YN and nail trim got a great YouTube video on doing it with she does it with a vet tech and they've got really good timing Um, and and that can give you an idea of of sort of how to do it and she manages to do it with this dog that's quite aggressive quite quickly yeah right okay Um, so so check that out but you, you know another way is you can get a piece of wood with some sandpaper on it and teach the dog to dig and scratch at the piece of wood. Right, you know, okay. A, as well. Like an emery board. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and also look, there's a there's a really good Facebook page called Nail Maintenance for Dogs. Right. So check it out. It's uh next to the Manny Petty website, I think. Yeah,
1: excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one that I'm usually at. Yeah, so yeah. I
2: did notice you beautifully buffed nails today, mate.
1: Thank you very much, yeah. man. I've been working uh you know and you can smell the acetone on them too. It's fantastic. <laughs> Are they real or fake? No, oh, mate. Kid, of course they're real. How could you ask me that? Yeah, you know, what what sort of questions is that to ask a bloke? Yeah, you know, well, terrible. I just they're of course
2: they're real. I noticed they're pretty short, so they're ready for the lemon test this week. That's oh, exactly I mean, right. Yeah, know, yeah. Not so much injury with the scratching.
1: <laughs> and Less then, gouging with yeah. the itching. Yeah, yeah. So... uh
2: the uh, the last thing I suppose, if you're really having problems, obviously go to your vet. Yeah. And and we can certainly uh, do it. But also, if your vet, you go to your vet and your vet is there, um, and they're holding your dog down and they're getting very very distressed, don't let them do that. Say, so, yeah. look, hang on a sec. Is there another way? Yep. Is there some medication? Can we give it a sedative? Because if your dog gets really stressed with the vet doing it, mm. then they have to come back in six weeks time to do it again. They'll be even more stressed Absolutely. and they might you know, become aggressive or it might be yeah. even worse. So you're better off just uh, sedating them early yeah, um, rather than, than wrestling them, and having three people hold them down just to trim their nails.
1: That's one of the things that we've um, done at our clinic. Is saying you know, if, if we're at the point where it's it's taking that much in order to try and clip a dog's nails, we need to do something yeah. better. You yeah. know, and unfortunately, the, the hard thing is is sometimes that owners don't like hearing that. They don't like hearing, "Oh, what do you mean? I need to you know treat my dog. I just want my dog's nails trimmed. Yeah. Can't you do it? Oh, or, the yeah. other vet can do it. Yeah, so absolutely. We can do it. We can. We mm. yeah. You know, we can pin it down, we can trim its nails, we can get it to the point where any time you go near its nails, it's going to start getting aggressive. Every time we go near its nails, it's going to get aggressive, which then means that every time we try and look in its ears, give it an injection, do anything like that, it's going to get aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. But we can also try and deal with your your, uh, pet the right way and try and do the right things for it. It's that desensitisation, it's that positive reward, positive Mm. association that yeah, you know, I just, you know, and unfortunately a lot, some people that have got dogs, not all, but some people that have got dogs like that, they're ones that just, I, oh, I just want it done. I yeah, just want it done.
2: Yeah, exactly. And which just, just makes it, it yeah. hard. Yeah. And it's just not humane, I guess, is what it comes down to. Exactly. You know, yeah. You're holding the dog down, it's getting that distressed, you know, mm. they're getting overheated, they're panting, and yeah. sometimes, you know, just just really struggling. I just hate seeing that. So. Oh, it's just not right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. So, so take a step back and say, hey, is there another way we can do it? Yeah. Good one.
1: Um, Now uh, we also got an email from Wayne, who's a vet student from the US. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Um, and and Wayne's asked us a question of how do you guys cope with euthanizing animals? Oh yeah, right. So um, you know, it's um, I guess it's one of those difficult things where I guess when we started off in you know as being vets, it was. Just one of those things where I, it's part of the job, of you got to do it, you yeah. know, um, without really probably anyone doing the right things of talking to people about how it actually affects you yes. you know um because it does yeah. you know um not even so much the the doing it but also you know that that we're the ones who are often talking through with owners that this is the decision that we're going to make yes doing it but also then le- uh, dealing with the owners then afterwards you know and yes. there'll be days where we'll have you know two or three euthanasias yeah. in a day and and yeah. often there are of patients that we've been seeing a lot and you've known we've them been, for a long time exactly you, you know mm. um and so it, it is really hard so i guess the the way that i look at it wayne is that i look at it that you know it's it's a, a way that i can help the animal from stopping having to suffer yeah and a way that i can help the owners from having them having to suffer seeing their pet suffer as well so um i that's the way that I, in my head, try and help to get around it, you know. Um, but it is, a, it is a pretty big emotional thing. How about you, man?
2: Yeah, I look at it as a similar way, mate. I think uh, I try and look at it as almost the final gift yeah, right. that, that I can give, you know. Yep. You know when, when animals come in and they're sick, I can, I can give them medications. I can give them, you know, we can have surgery. We can do all sorts of things. Yep. But then when that comes to an end, this is the final thing that I can do to relieve the suffering. So I think that's that's probably how how I look at it. It is really hard when it's a long-term patient mm. that you've known the owners for a long time. Yeah. You see how upset they are. You've known the pet for a long time. I think they're really hard. One thing um, I think we try and do at the clinic is we do try and rotate around. So we've got a few euthanasias booked in for the day. We we'll try and not let every vet do every euthanasia and every nurse to be in there. So there's yeah, a bit okay. of respite. You know, yeah. it can be hard when you're the vet that they they want to see, and 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 that can be difficult. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think I don't think you ever sort of learn really how to how to cope with it per se. Well, yeah, maybe yep. we are coping, but you never quite really 100, percent you know, uh, something that doesn't not affect you. I guess is what yeah. I'm saying,
1: and it's, it's 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 not part of the job that you enjoy no. doing. Yeah, and often, well, like I always get people go, oh, I don't know how you can put animals to sleep. We go, well. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not easy, but we're doing it for the right reasons, you know, yeah. and at the right time of their life. Yeah. And, and we're, we're trying to do it so that it's the... Because you know, if it's the best thing for the pet and the best thing for the owners, then it's the it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but yeah. it is still a really emotional thing. And and I mean, for any of the... Because we do have quite a few vet students that listen, you know. It's not... You know, it's fine to talk to people about if you are struggling these days, yeah. you know, um, if it's something that you're worrying about, talk to someone about it. You know, if you feel like you're doing fine with it, well, that's great, but still be putting things in place for if in the time where you do need to find out, find someone to try and get some help, get some bloody help. Yeah, you know, exactly. go, you know, put your, put your hand up and say, I'm struggling with this. Can someone help me out with yeah. it? Because it's, um, yeah, it's, it's 2018. Yeah, you know, we need, it's not, 1963. Yeah. We can actually talk about things a bit more honestly these days. Exactly,
2: it's your overall well-being, isn't it? That you got to look out for. And I guess the thing that you know, we're so we're talking about animals in the clinic. There are some vets that work in a shelter environment. Yeah, for where sure. Where they're you know routinely putting down perhaps lots of animals on a daily basis. And yeah, I, it's not something that. I don't know how they they do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and certainly those sorts of people. Hopefully they've got some good support networks around them at, at, in those difficult times.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: All righty. Now we got a uh, another question from uh, Julie P. Yes, on on Snapchat. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. G. Do you get that one on Snapchat, mate? Um, MySpace, m-
1: yeah, m- Musically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still on the, uh, the, the pineapple tins and the <laughs> bit of string looks. Yeah, I don't know about the, uh, I don't what, know. what is this Snapchat that you talk S- about, mate?
2: Snapchat, mate. All my nurses love it at work. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. They send me, send me things all the time, and I don't know, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> I told you about how they wanted me to send Snapchats at, uh, at uh, Taylor Swift in nine. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I had to send him text messages say did that won't work? <laughs> I don't think that's how Snapchat's meant to work. Anyway, so this is from Julie P. Uh, yep. Do Thunder Shirts really work? Oh, what's
1: a Thunder Shirt, Lewis? <laughs> so
2: a Thunder Shirt is a commercial product that you can buy. Yeah. Um, that essentially fits around your dog in a tight fashion. Quite yeah. tight with Velcro and things like that. Um, and the theory is that uh, it helps with calming dogs. And I think there are cat ones available now as well. Yeah. Um, when there are thunderstorms. Right. Um and
1: what's the and theory behind how well, they yeah, work? Yeah, the
2: theory really hard to know. There's talk about sort of pressure pressure points, right? Uh, like there's a I think there's a whole uh, I don't know if you have heard of it, it's called Tellington touch, right? Kind no, of process. No. I think it's about massage and pressure points help with calming and that sort of thing, right? I'm not really sure. I don't know a lot about that, but in some dogs it seems to be that just that pressure and the and cats that pressure and the comfort of something pressing around them really does help with mild. Fears and anxieties. Yeah, okay. So if you've got a dog that that is fearful of thunderstorms, um, and and it's a mild fear or phobia, you know, certainly put them on Zilkeen. Yeah, yeah. There's that. That that's that's one that you can use too. That'd be our first protocol. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> until Shirts come on board, and then that's our second <laughs> protocol. So and uh, and 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 then you can well probably need to know if your cat or dog tolerates a coat first. Yeah, would be the simplest thing. You know. Um, you know, put a coat on or maybe maybe buy a little wonder suit from the merch store oh
1: maybe a little two vets talk bits
2: yeah you know, yeah, onesie and see if they're comfortable wearing that yeah and then if they're comfortable wearing that because a lot of animals you put those sh- th- thunder shirts on and they just are petrified they stand still yes and yeah. they don't want to
1: move <laughs> yeah. so look at that fantastic it's worked fine they used to run around the house <laughs> with the th- when the thunderstorm was on now they just sit there and they don't move tonic immobility we yeah. call it <laughs> they <laughs> also don't blink yeah. you know I don't, <laughs> yes. I, I th- I don't think don't, he's breathing they don't no no <laughs> they
2: don't respond to their name nothing <laughs> so so if that's your dog or cat i don't think it's shirt's, a thunder gonna shirt's work. not gonna work but if, if you've got a mild you know anxieties to thunderstorms and it's thunderstorm season in melbourne at the moment yeah a lot rolling through certainly you can pick up one of those and 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 try it out it's meant to fit quite tightly on on uh on the dog or cat and can help some dogs or cats so yeah do thunder search really work maybe they do Maybe they don't. It's yep. individual for each pet.
1: Anecdotally, have you had um, ones where they've worked? No, uh, it's not probably my first
2: line of treatment. Yep. Only because the people or the pets that I see that have got thunderstorm phobias are generally fairly moderate to severe. Yeah, right. And they want something that's definitely going to work. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, obviously, there's uh, we talk about behaviour modification things we can do to make them you know, desensitised to storms. Yeah, um, and perhaps up. But often owners, it's the storm. Was last night, yeah, and I want something because there's a storm tomorrow night. So yeah, gotcha. You know, so yeah. often looking for something a little bit more uh, a-
1: immediate yeah. and um and and going to hit that that hit the yeah, moderate m-
2: to severe sort yeah. of level. So so yeah, I,
1: you know if people
2: say to me, I will say oh, I'll give it a go. You know, yeah, if it's just in chatting because obviously they're not that concerned. Yep, give it a go, but yeah, um, w- with those sort of provisos,
1: that that's usually where it, Like I've had a couple of animals that it's worked for and a yep. couple that it hasn't. Yeah, right. Um, and I think it are it is those ones where they're using the the thunder shirts along with other other things like so whether or not they're using the the pheromones yeah the um the daps or the the other things that they're the ones that have worked with but yeah w- the ones that are ripping up carpets and yeah. you know running around Pouring going nuts everywhere yep. yeah yeah Pu- putting a thought you'd like to think that putting a thunder shirt on is going to work and it's it all depends on what works for each you know for each yeah. pet too you know so it's worthwhile trying, but it just shouldn't. If you got a dog that's really doing some damage, buying a thunder shirt's not going to be uh it's
2: spot on, mate. It's yeah. been like the, the calming caps. Have you seen the calming caps? No.
1: Oh the, oh, the little ones that go over the um, like they're like the the, like the falcon visors. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Like a pair of undies on their head. <laughs> Like someone's giving them an atomic wedgie. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Just a, cause a, a see-through pair of pants. Okay, so, right. Because they can, can sort of see see through. <laughs> it's a calming cat. So uh, it goes right. Like a falcon, but they can see a little bit. Right, okay. It actually okay. works quite well, I think, in yeah. some dogs. They're slowing down the visual aspect of a thunderstorm. Right. Or even just out on a walk sometimes. So, yeah, yeah. So if you see a dog wearing a pair of undies on the head, that's normal. That's <laughs> a calming cat. <laughs> pair of sheer undies.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I like won't say it.
2: the P word because it'll put off a lot of a lot of uh, listeners, I
1: think. What are the P word? The other word for undies that starts with P. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, like no, no, no. Hold off on that one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I'm with you now. Yep. Um, so we also got a question last night um, on Instagram from Taj Cat Rules um, asking about salt lamps uh, or are salt lamps and oil diffusers safe to use in the house with a cat? Right. Now, um, we, we, we covered this a little while ago yeah. as well with essential oils and cats and things. Yeah, um, Tanya from Aubrey asked us that one. There we go. Um, it's um, a, but but a salt lamp was a new one yeah. um, on me, so yeah, what's I had a to salt lamp? I had to google uh, Google what a salt lamp yeah. was. Let me, I've got a picture of it. Is so it, um, I'm just trying to you know just
2: trying to uh, guess. It's not a lamp you take into the salt mines, is it?
1: I, no, 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 you probably could take it into a salt mine, but I don't think it's uh, necessarily exactly. I mean, I've seen them before. So, Taj Cat rules, she's not a miner. No, she she could from be a miner. Mines. Yeah. She could be from the mines. Perhaps so she, she might know. even have her cat down in the mines with her. But these are the oh. yeah you see them sold in the shop um, in the shop So the oh, um, I have yeah the the, the salt lamps. Ooh. So so where you put them in, and it changes the um yeah it puts out like a it emits like a, a, a an ambient orange glow. Yeah, I've so, seen them when I bought my tarot cards. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. and some incense. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. excellent, and a um, crystal collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those little those little purple ones that are inside the rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The GG gea something I'm not 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 big on geology. Yeah, geo you know, meaning rocks. So geo meaning rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> geo somethings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Geo sparkly things. Let's get back to pets. Yeah, yeah, so that's um area. yeah, that's a good idea. Um so uh, so uh salt lamps um uh, taj cats. um uh, I I don't think are going to be much of an issue nah. as long as they don't eat the salt because if they eat the salt too much, salt's probably not good for them. But Ooh, not a salt lick lamp. No, no, not yeah, a salt lick lamp. Don't let them
2: lick the salt lamp.
1: Um, so if they're going to lick the lamp, that's probably not a good thing. Um, yeah, actually, we,
2: we could do with a salt lamp in here with all our sinuses and stuff. That, that'd be pretty
1: good, I think actually. Should have brought one on the way. Yeah, could have done. We go. Yeah. Oh, I might go run down the shops and try and find one before we record the next episode. <laughs> that'd be all right. yeah. Might oh. need to do some coupage afterwards or something. We'll have yeah. to get 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 um get Debbie in here and start whacking us on the back and oh. try and clear up some of our secretions. Oh, I think so, mate. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So so that the, the salt lamps um I think as long as your cat's not licking the salt lamp or eating the salt lamp, I think you'd be okay. I think probably your biggest danger with your cat with your salt lamp is if it decides to start eating the electrical cord. Oh, you right. know, I think well, that'd be the biggest danger. You good know, point. You <laughs> yes. know, um, yeah, that that would be much more likely to end in uh in a in a terrible uh, and untimely death. Or Would that give a little
2: zap on the tongue Like the copper wire the, And the snails You are talking about last week Or are we talking about oh, th- bit more I think it's
1: going to be A bit more of a hit than yeah. that Yeah yeah yeah, yeah the Have You tried
2: the copper wire Have you tried the salt lamp wire yourself? I haven't tried the salt no, lamp wire right, For the okay. snails
1: I might need to do that though Because I've, I've, I've been um, It's uh, I mean, We haven't been getting Many strawberries so far You know Like, like that bowl That I showed you That yeah. last time was great yeah. And I got a bowl of raspberries Yesterday Which was terrific From your place Oh yeah yeah The raspberries are gone nuts They'll but, take um, over the backyard mate Oh yeah no. I've got to keep running them over the lawnmower. It's just yeah. if they, they take over the next door neighbour's one yes. as well. I've said to him, I said, um, Terry, just don't spray them because they're still, you know, just run over them with a <laughs> the lawnmower the with a z- snipper, you know, and, and they'll never cause you any problems. But yeah. He's got the
2: zero out, mate. He's spraying them like oh, anything. Like, oh, um, mate. They're I'd... tasty today. Yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 They've got a funny tingle in my mouth. It's like I've been licking a salt lamp. Um, <laughs> So um so so salt lamps probably not going to be they're much fine, of an issue. Right? Yep. Um. Uh, the the essential oils or the oil um Diffuser. uh, or diffusers is where things start to get a little bit more um iffy and a little bit more we're not we're not real sure. Yes. I guess is the thing. Um. Main reasons being is that the the oils are being hydrophobic. They are absorbed through so they don't like water because they're right. oils. Yep. They can be absorbed um uh, through the, um, the mucous membrane, so in the mouth and in the lungs, yes. very, very easily. Yes. Now, the question is, uh, okay, so when those oils are absorbed in, um when they're broken down, how easy is it then for the body to try and get rid of those breakdown uh, molecules? Those yep. those um, the you know the the metabolites are they toxic or are they non-toxic? Now there are so many different oils out there, and I was doing when I was doing a bit of research on this. Um, I found a uh, um, baby uh, oil. You found some baby oil, mate. Did I, you? I did. I just smeared <laughs> myself in it. I, was saying, I you've just got a you know, real glow about you today. It's, it's just, like it's a sheen. Yeah. It's the soul glow. <laughs> And so uh, it's baby oil, mate. You've yeah, given it away now. Absolutely, I keep slipping off the chair. <laughs> yeah. Well, every um, time you get off off
2: that off that seat when you leave after we record, it's like the shroud of Turin on there, mate. <laughs> I didn't realise that, <laughs> that. was some baby oil, yeah, it's, it's just a baby. the baby oil, Lewis. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah. You know,
1: leaving that sheet. It's so good. It's just, it's so good for my pause. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh. So the so the the big question with essential oils and diffusers A is. What's the concentration of it? B, how much is getting absorbed? C, how much of it is getting into the animal? And then D, what is your animal able to do with it? And there are so many questions surrounding all four of those things. Yeah, right. Um, that if it's something that your cat doesn't like being... Like, I guess first off, if you're... Like the obvious ones to avoid. If your cat's got respiratory disease, so if, it's, if, it's, if it coughs, if it's got asthma... Don't use it, yeah. you know, because because it, yeah. it is going to set them off like nothing else. Just flat out, don't yeah. use them. Um, if you've got, um, uh, yeah, if you if you're using it and your cat's trying to get away from it, don't use it because right. the cat's obviously going. I really don't like this thing. I need to get away from it. Um, what if they come out and licking it? Is that okay? Having a little drink then. Again, not a good thing. Right, not a good thing. Right. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. I think that would no, no. increase the con the concentration of what they're being exposed to quite a lot. Right. So, so if your cat really, really loves it and wants to go and start drinking it, yeah, again, probably kibosh that pretty quickly. Um, so, so I guess the the I'm going to sit on the fence with it in that nobody there's no absolute research on saying that it is definitely safe there's no absolute research in saying that it is definitely no good um, There, because there was a thing that went out earlier this year about um, uh, essential oils are going to kill your cat and it'll make your cat die suddenly right, really? know, yeah yeah yeah. it was like a thing on Facebook that oh, then got 500,000 shares because it was on the internet yeah, and no, on Facebook yeah, no less definitely true no yeah. such thing as fake news yeah. on, on social media that's right um, or podcasts no, absolutely no no we've got the disclaimer there mate we're fine and if anyone's got any doubt go back to last week and listen to <laughs> Ruben's one you know? um, so, so I think the big thing with it is that you know if you want to be absolutely 100% safe don't use it if you are going to use it be really, really careful, um, but certainly we can't advocate that yeah. it's safe. Yeah. So yeah. I would um, – I'm a very conservative kind of guy, Lewis. I stick to the speed limit and I, you know, um, make sure I cook my meat, you know. I, I make—I cook my chicken properly before I eat it. Um, I wouldn't use it.
2: But yeah. Well, essentially is We don't know Yes We don't yes. know We don't know Yes
1: The lo- the short answer to the <laughs> yeah, yeah, Is We don't know Don't know Th- But thanks for the question yeah, Thanks for the question Hit us up if you've got any others
2: <laughs> We're happy to help Yes <laughs> All right. Solving so, every question and some that we don't solve. That we don't
1: know. Yet, yeah, yet. yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot more of that with the next le- lot of questions coming <laughs> along. So, yeah, let's set a precedent now. I've not been able to answer questions.
2: <laughs> right. You've been
1: forewarned listeners. For, forewarned <laughs> listeners. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of uh, decisiveness coming up.
2: <laughs> All righty. Now, I've got one here, which is a bit more of a larger question, I reckon. We yeah. might talk a bit more about today. Um, it's from Jen. Um, now Jen, I think Jen was Jen a friend of Christina's? Yes, absolutely. Righto. Yep,
1: yep, one of the mums from school.
2: Ah, there you go. Shout out to Jen. Um, my cat is scratching my furniture. Please help. Yes. Um
1: now Lana and Archer.
2: Lana and Archer. So two cats. Two cats. Right. Yep. Oh, that's just changed everything. <laughs> oh, scrap that we'll do that next week. I thought it was one cat.
1: I think it's only the one cat that scratches oh, though. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. Phew. Oh, yeah. Thank whew, goodness lucky. for that. Right, yeah. right, right.
2: Next week, we talk about two cats scratching. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, uh, you know, I guess the first thing you realize is it's normal behavior for a cat to scratch areas in the, around the ha- Well, you know, scratch things. So, you know, normally they want to scratch trees or, yeah. you know, or things outside. Um, but obviously, if it's inside, it can be const- a destructive, can seen as a, construct- a, a destructive. destructive. Thank you. Yes. Sort of behaviour Destructing
1: a construct Right Thank you
2: Yes Not confused at all (laughs) And like the side of the couch It might be Or maybe it's some carpet That they're stretching at Curtains
1: They like to scratch at Right
2: Curtains Yeah Climb the curtains Yes Yeah Yeah yeah, Definitely Or chew on the curtains
1: (laughs) Yeah No. My my cats have had a crack At the curtains Right right. Yeah Yeah, They like eating the
2: curtains Yeah Yeah Yeah, Right Fair enough And
1: uh, (laughs) There's no better Innuendo Than innuendo (laughs)
2: What are you talking about? (laughs) Just clarifying a few things about fair enough, fair enough. Just for the listeners, sort (laughs) of. So, look, why do they do it? Uh, They'll do it because they want to keep their claws in good shape. Yep. Uh, Some cats like to mark their territory. Yeah. So if they're outside, they might choose a special tree that's really prominent. If they're inside, it might be a prominent a spot. Maybe it's a doorway, door frame, or it might be the couch that sits in the middle of the room. Right. Sort of prominent, sort of thing. Um, some cat just, it just feels good.
1: Yeah, right. Just, I just like it. Do it because they can.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, other cats will do it if they're perhaps a little bit excited or frustrated. Right. Um, And certainly I know with Olive, if she's been inside sort of during the day and we, we let her out, um, she often run out to the front tree and really climb up the front tree and scratch and get into yeah, it. Yeah, so okay. A real release of... um. Of, of her frustrations, I think pa-
1: It's interesting you say that. Parker does the same thing When I right. let him out From um, the laundry uh, In the mornings yep. He comes out The first thing he does He goes to the, the, the doormat At the back door yep. And scratches the doormat Yeah, Which right. is a really yeah, It's like, mate Of all the things you could scratch Good on you for doing it there Yeah, thanks what a lot. A, what a good cat
2: Yeah, yeah We can talk about fixing that though, mate I'm happy for you to do it up. there. <laughs> I'm happy for to do it there. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned that is a lot of cats like to do it when they first wake up. Yeah, right. So that might be related to that. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and then some cats actually do it when they're anxious a bit. Okay. Think, you know, and that's often if it's more widespread, you know, like there's, it's not just one specific area that's scratching like the corner of the couch. Right, or, okay. Or the, the doormat, you know, yep. the, the, that we're scratching
1: if it's happening in a lot of other places around. Yep.
2: Exactly. And, and, and that can be a lot of different. There can be conflict between two cats in the house maybe yep. or an outside cat, you know, or something that's really stressing the cat. And that, if that's sort of happening, it's probably best to talk to your vet, you know, yep. who's, who's perhaps got an interest in behaviour um, and, and just get their sort of, you know, a bit more of a feel of perhaps it's an anxiety Sort of, sort of stuff about. So I won't go into that too much today, but we'll talk about the cats that are perhaps scratching, you know, the doormat or, you know, yeah. certain areas of the house.
1: Scratching one place, an area where yeah, you don't want to be on a
2: couple of areas. So it's it's the first thing to realise it's not to spite you. Yeah, yeah. It's they not, don't hate you. Yeah, no. Uh, y- your cat doesn't hate you because you lock them in the laundry overnight. So I'm going to get
1: you. Parker's a tabby cat. He hates everything anyway.
2: <laughs> He's going, yeah. like, oh, this, this doormat's going to cop it now because you locked me in the laundry you has got exactly. a really good
1: tabby cat so,
2: so they're not doing it to spite you or to get back at you. So so, just give them a little break. A little uh. break. They're not trying to be nasty. First thing is obviously is providing scratching posts. Yep. Areas that you want them and you're allowed to go on. And cats can really have a preference. You know, you can get your horizontal up and down. Yep. Standard sort of post. You can also get your vertical sort of mat type ones. Yeah, okay. Uh, like, yep. Uh, yeah, vertical. Um, um, you mean horizontal that way, vertical yeah, up and down? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, hori- yeah, I've got, my, got my, <laughs> my ups and downs all mixed up there. So I was thinking, you know what I mean? Horizontal? That's the one like the horizon. Yes, yeah. Is that like the horizon? Yes. Yeah, horizontal? Yes, yeah. yeah good. Vertical, up yeah. and down ones. And if you've got a vertical one, <laughs> you've got me confused now. If you've got a vertical one, make sure it's tall enough. Yes. For them to fully stretch out. So it yep. should be a meter or so high. Right, okay. If you've got a big cat, maybe you've got a lion. Yeah, right. It needs to be three or four, five meters.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. High, these guys, these guys aren't lions. Yeah, vertical out. Or yes. horizontal, which yeah. is lying down. Yeah, but then you got to teach a lion to lie down to when they're doing it.
2: Yeah. Well, it's what they prefer. <laughs> if they prefer that, they're them that lying down one. What's that? The vert- no, horizontal. The horizontal. The horizontal one, yeah. I'm so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> And, and different materials, different uh, different cats like different. something like the rope, yeah, like the carpet. You know, just you have to. If you say they're not using it,
1: yep. try a different one with different materials. Um, I've had, I've had um, uh, my cats have used cardboard sometimes. Like right. you get the scratching post where they've just cut out bits of cardboard. Yeah, and so that so they're um, it's vertical, the, horizontal. Oh well, I'm just thinking about how I can explain <laughs> this best. To you you so actually know what you the yeah, hell thanks, I'm talking mate, about. Yeah, yeah, dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> um, the um, the oh, hang on, There's a cardboard box? Have you got a here. Cartesian plane there? Cartesian yeah, that
2: that April's been learning those this week at maths. What
1: the hell's it with the Cartesian? Pie oh, and it it it's like got a horizontal. It's got a horizontal
2: yeah. and a vertical plane. Oh, well, there you go. I'm not sure which one's which. No. they 90 degrees
1: to each That's other. Right. Oprah will be able to help you out <laughs> yeah. with it. That's right. I'll get um, in. So, so it's the, the edge of the cardboard here. All oh, right. right. And so what they do is they cut corrugate out, a bit. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the um So not the flat bit, but the very edge of it. So they just have lots of those just sort of lined up next to each right. other. And the cats get in there and they really dig ah, their claws yeah. in there. And um yeah, so... Uh, yeah, both cats got stuck into that. We had one of those for a while, right. so I got I got it from someone from work because their cat wasn't using it. Right, and I Wouldn't put I just laid the... it there. Um, it actually lasted for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Worked well in the rain. Uh, well, no, we have it inside. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. It gets cheap. a little soggy, like wheat bix, you know, <laughs> after a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and that's right. Melvin was eating it. Melvin would chew on the edges of the oh. cardboard when oh. he was younger. He'd like a hunk, hunk. cats know.
2: and cardboard. Yeah, put yeah, a the, box in the house. Oh, oh straight into it. They yeah, 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 like catnip. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, you know, if there's an area they're going to the corner of the couch, place the scratching post in front of that area. Yep, classic. You know, they, then they can you know you encourage them to go onto there. If you've got more than one cat, which it sounds like Jen does, you'd probably need two of them. Yep, because often cats will own one. That's mine. Right. Don't come near my vertical slash horizontal <laughs> scratching post because I like a horizontal one. Yeah, okay. Slash vertical.
1: Yeah. Maybe on a 45 degree angle Yeah That's an idea Where does that work On the Cartesian plane
2: Ooh yeah 45 degrees (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, place it Like you mentioned Place it near the bedding Yep Because a lot of cats Like to scratch When they first wake up Yep Um Uh I guess the other thing that can help as well is is increasing the amount of play that your cat's doing if they're scratching areas. Often, if it's a frustration sort of thing, then playing with a lot more you know uh, toys on the end of a string, you know, dedicated time, twenty minutes twice a day. Yep. Um, some elevated hiding areas, maybe hiding food wrapped up in tissue, dry food around the house that they can find and, and hunt and attack. Right. Uh, that, that that that's can... a great idea. Food in a
1: tissue. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and. Then if they start scratching the wrong area, you can try and redirect them onto where you want to scratch. So you might gently move them over to to the post or encourage them with a bit of food to go to the the post that's nearby. Obviously, being careful not to scratch yourself or let them scratch your leg or your hand or your eye. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or anything. Anything.
1: Anything soft and squishy. Yeah. Avoid. Yeah. Uh, Don't punish them
2: when they're doing the wrong thing. Um, Often that might make them... Uh, destroy the bond a little bit that you've got with yeah. them. If you start yelling at them when they go in the wrong spot, they'll start to be scared of you. And, and Particularly that, if
1: there's an anxiety base to it as well, hey? It, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. But rewarding them when they go in the right area. So maybe they're going on the, the good post, give them a little pat, tell them they're the good cat, you know, give them a little treat, something, yeah. something like that. Um, in the meantime, while you're trying all that stuff, you can put a thick cover over the couch or something. Yeah, right. Or, or have something to deter them. Um, and then as well, we've got a few products that can help. Yeah, There's right. A product called Felly Scratch. Right. You tell me, you've got this at the clinic, do yeah, you? Yeah, like, that's yeah. That's the
1: fell away uh, little, little pipettes. Yeah, little yes. drops. Yeah. Yep. So
2: little drops that you put um, that you you want to attract that will attract them to scratch in that area. Right. Yep. So you put them on to the actual scratching post. Yep. And it's meant to encourage them to go to it and 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 scratch because some cats like. Uh, some cats like to scratch to put pheromones. They've got pheromones in their pads. Oh, okay, yep. And when they're scratching, they're actually depositing pheromones on their, th- those areas. So that's the marking yeah, the component right. of it. So the, the, the fairly scratch cuff uh, stuff will attract them. Um, I haven't used it my, myself. Obviously, you've got some, mate. But yeah. maybe, if, maybe if the siever rep's listening up, uh can yeah. yeah, up with a box of them. Happy to try them out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah we'll put them on the counter at work and I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then there's Feliway spray Yes As well That's You spray that where you don't want them to go Right okay So so that might be the, the You know you spray it Obviously on the doormat Yep On the corner of the couch Or the carpet um, And something else Sometimes some cats don't like Orange scented things Right okay So if you've got some orange scented spray You could try putting that On the couch area but you obviously need to have an area that you want them to go to. Yes. Because otherwise you're just building that frustration and, and their okay. inability. I want
1: to do it and I usually do it there, but I can't. And exactly. Now I'm
2: getting more anxious. Exactly. Um, and then uh, you know, a lot of people talk about trimming their nails. Yeah. Obviously that that helps, but it's not really a solution. You know, yeah. They're still going to probably try and scratch, maybe not do it as badly. You still got to trim those nails every six weeks or so. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the the nail caps, you know, have you seen that? Oh, acrylic? yes. Yeah, yeah, the little gel yeah. cap very similar to your nails mate today yeah, exactly yeah. buff,
1: it smells beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. just
2: and, and beautiful colors you got too <sighs> very flow joe mate that, oh,
1: absolutely yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i got the, got the ruby red and a little black one there yeah. i got one that she's done like a watermelon it's fantastic yeah
2: yeah watermelon pink lovely yeah lovely lovely <laughs> and uh, so the nail caps are uh, they're acrylic sort of nail caps soft things that you can glue onto the end of the claws yep um and, uh, some cats will let you do it when they're awake. Mm. Some cats need to be sedated, which yeah. is obviously ideal because they last only six weeks. Yes. So they're great if you can get them on. Yeah. But uh but not not definitely the uh, the ideal solution. I've seen a
1: few people putting them on and I was like, man, you got you got you know some good uh patience to be trying to get those on your cat. Yeah, you know? and yeah. they only
2: move once and then you're like oh ruin them. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're overly cheap either. So yeah.
1: so there you go, Jen. Hopefully that,
2: that gives you some ideas for your two cats. Yeah. And good uh, stuff. Let us know how you go. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Um, Alrighty, How you going, mate? So now, um, yeah, just uh, yeah, some uh, good one, good ones here. A question from uh, our good friend, Claudia. Um, she says she's still loving the podcast. Oh, too, that's Lewis, good. Which is great. Thank that's you great. very much, Cla- Thanks, uh, Claudia. Um, uh,
2: Thanks, Claudia. One of our biggest Patreons. Yes, yeah, yeah. One Thank of our Patreons. Thank support. you very much, Claudia. Yes. We
1: love it. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about hip and elbow scoring x-rays. Do you think it's something that every dog would benefit from, even if there is no problem? prospect Ooh. of them being used in breeding and which system do you think is better pen hip or Ava what a question mate yeah all right so there's um uh, some uh, some background information that we need and then some hot button topics that we need to touch on and then some nice fence sitting that we can. <laughs> Finish it all we're off. We're good with the fence. Sitting. The, the fence sitting. I yeah. got so like like a good pathologist. I got a you know I am going to have some really good uh, paling indentations on my bum because so I will not get get off the fence. Right. Yeah. Bit,
2: yeah. Or like a good podcaster to about at all burners. All burners. Oil. Burners. oil, oil, oil burners, burners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Fuses. Yeah. What were they? Just, uh, just don't use them. Don't use. Them. Not sure. We're not don't sure. Know. We're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah,
1: don't know. Um. So, uh, so what a hip and elbow scoring. So, um, uh, probably, I reckon it. The the, of the hip scoring initially that was um, uh, that they bought in was probably around the time just before we started graduating. Yeah, I, reckon. I, th- I reckon. Um, so so they've been going on for about sort of twenty or so years, and it was bought in as a way to try and stop in large breed dogs the the pandemic of bad hips in the, of hip dysplasia and elbow dysplasia in breeds like Labradors, Golden Retrievers, uh, Rottweilers, German Shepherds, your big, large large breed fast growing dogs that would end up with quite bad um, laxity in the hip um, and laxity or or, um, damage in the elbows which would then lead to very early and debilitating osteoarthritis in the hip joints and the elbow Joints, Um, and so what um, the the powers that be tried to do is they tried to find okay, well, how can we try and breed this out? You know, because I guess for the previous fifty years of while the breed was being um, uh, breeds were being uh, developed the breeders weren't looking for things like hips and yeah. elbows. They were looking for how the dog looked and their mouth shape and their eyes and the things that worked well in the show ring and not actually the things that functionally worked well. Yeah, so, so, the, so it is
2: heritable, isn't it, is a big thing. It so, is heritable. So what we did do know is that if your mum and dad had good hips, yep. there's a better chance that you as a as an offspring, as a, as a young puppy, will have... Good hips. Yeah. Uh, if your mum and dad have got bad hips, there's more of a chance that yeah. you're likely to have. Bad hips given to you when you're
1: born. Correct, yeah, yeah. If, you, if your parents have got good hips, and it's less likely you're going to have bad hips. If your parents have got yep. bad hips, as you say, yeah, you're you're dealing with a bad set of cards anyway. Yes. So, so what the plan with it was, was so that we could try and come up with an objective system so that people could say, okay, right, your dog's got this hip score, and so therefore your dog's got no hip problems, low-grade hip problems, or high-grade hip problems. Because even though it's a genetic inheritable condition, it's not something that's a one-gene problem. It's not like we can do a genetic test and say, you've got the bad hip gene, and so therefore we shouldn't breed with you. It's multi-genes, and there's a lot of different factors that are involved. And there's controversy even still today how things like... Desexing sexing And feeding And what they are fed And all that sort of stuff That's some real Hot button topics <laughs> That you can really get Some people you know Fired up over oh, So Real meaty bones mate You're going to talk that today No we're going to leave That that hot topic <laughs> Hot button topic For maybe the next quest fest you know? And
2: then we'll talk about Dominance eh Oh why not Yeah, yeah absolutely You've yeah, right. still
1: been promising me A dominance <laughs> episode You know Promises You uh, <laughs> also promised You weren't going to sing anymore You know <laughs> I know what your promises I'm are like, like mate. They're as strong as the tissue paper you're hiding the cat food in. <laughs> I need to do a pinky promise with you, mate. You? <laughs> Spitball promise. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, not not with the, not with the, so, so, the way you're bringing things up at the moment, I've yeah. got quite a lurky promise. Yeah, no, no, you, no mate. we'll leave that. You can keep telling me lies, mate. Tell me lies. Tell me your sweet little lies. That's sing fine. It. You know? Go on, Robbie. Sing <laughs> it. Not with this voice, mate. You know. I sound a bit like Stevie Nicks at the moment. Um, so um, where were we? Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, so the with with taking the X-ray, so um, what we started doing was just doing a under an anaesthetic or a deep sedation, a, uh, a, a an extended hip view. Yep. And so what that would do is you could see how the ball of the hip joint would sit within the socket. Yep.
2: So so put them on their back, wouldn't we, for an right, X-ray? Lie on their back, yep. pull Ex- their legs back,
1: extend the hips right back, yep. and make sure they're square with the patellas sitting yep. straight over nice the femur. Nice and straight. Yeah, that the pelvis is straight. Yep. And so you're looking for um the and, and the thing with it, uh, the reading of the x rays had to be done by board, board yes. certified radiologists. Yes. So yes. that way, again, it was completely independent of the vet. It was something that the vet taking the x rays and the owner had nothing to do with, you know. And once it was done, it was done. Um, and that started working really well. But then um, the University of um, Pennsylvania yep. came up with their PEN HIP program, which used a slightly different um, uh, uh, process that rather than using the the hips are being extended. What it was, it was more of a distraction view. So yep. they used a, um, a thing where the, again, the dogs were on their back. Um, the, the, the back legs are held up at a 90 degree angle for the table. And there was a specific little instrument that you had yeah. to use and you had to try and sort of push the legs in and that would see how that, um, the hip would come out. And so that was testing, I guess, more laxity, uh, within the, within right. the joint. Um, but because it was through the university of Pennsylvania, it was a, yeah. um, was it, 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 it was well, great rort. no that's not the right word they, they, they had the, um, the, the they had to Monopoly. license out the yes. people you had to be trained in that's doing right. pen hip that the x-rays had to be read by the um, by the the radiologist associated with the, the pen hip yes. program um, so and you could only
2: do pen hip if you went over there I think and trained initially it might be different now but you know you had to do special training you had to you do the special
1: training things and you had to buy their special equipment that's and all right. that sort of stuff yeah. so um, so so I think, the, um, I think there is no doubt that things are a lot better now than what they were 20 years yep. ago um, with the hip scores and elbow scores. Um, so and, and not all of those animals have been done um, using pen hip. A lot of them have been done using the AVA system as well. So, so the AVA system is... Uh, uh, that, that's just the standard one. The extended hip view and the, the flexed elbow view sent off to a certified radiologist right. yep. in order to get interpreted. Yeah, right. So I think there's no doubt that that has helped. Um, I think the pen hip uh, one works as well, um, in that they've got a lot of science behind it. And I think there was a paper that came out recently, and I'm not exactly across it because it's not exactly in my wheelhouse of what i like reading about um you know um about uh you about it predicting um uh degeneration in joints and stuff but i'm more than happy for someone to pull me up on it but um so the so they've they've been doing the pen hit for a long time they're starting to get quite a lot of data behind it so um I think the issues, though, with Pen Hip is the fact that you still have to be certified to be able to use it. You have to use certain equipment, therefore, means that it's out of the realms of what a lot of people yeah. can do. So there's that you know, entry, uh, that. that um, there's a gate there, you I know, so. and, yeah. and not everybody wants to pay to get through the gate.
2: Yeah. Well, there are a few vets around Melbourne that do it as far as I know. Yes. But but certainly as far as just the AVA method, it's something we can do in the clinic and then send the x-rays off, you know. Absolutely. Whereas yeah. the pin hit one, we have to send the dog to a special place, you know, who do it, who've yeah. paid their fees, who've, who've got the equipment and, and but, I, you know... I, I don't know if there's been a comparative study done on which one is most predictive of what the puppies are going to be.
1: That'd be a good question, actually, mm. and and particularly for now, the fact that the the things have been going on for you know for a good number of years, they they really could have some good. You think so? Um, you know, uh, uh yeah, comparative data of saying okay, so and especially if these dogs that have been used for breeding, um, that have had the pen hip score and the the AVA score done when they were twelve months yep. old before they were bred with, and now those dogs are twelve to fifteen years of age. Yep. Well, how bad are their hips? You know how how much of a predictor has it been, and also, what have their what has their progeny been like? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and I guess that then brings us to the other part of Cloudy's question, as far as you know, do you, is is it something that's worthwhile for every dog to to get done? Um, <clears throat> I think doing doing some uh, hip uh, uh, doing hip X rays of young. Know, well, a, get your dogs examined when they're young, particularly yep. of those, of those um, dogs. If you're taking your dog in to get vaccinated and things, make sure that your vet is also feeling your dog's hips. Make sure your vet is also feeling your dog's elbows. Uh, when they're coming in and getting desexed around the six months of age mark, or if they're coming in for something else, get their hips played with then get their elbows played with then Because if there is early signs of pain, there are a lot more options for what you can do before the arthritis forms. Yep. Doing the, the hip and elbow scoring on dogs that aren't going to be used for breeding. Personally, I think is a waste of money because the really the reason why you're wanting to do it is you're just doing it because you're trying to say is this going to be a dog that's going to be worthwhile right. breeding with. Right. <clears throat> I think if the most important thing is um, like doing a, a an X-ray of the hips is okay because that's you know not sending it off for interpretation because yes. yeah, no you, you can see is there um a, a good uh yeah a, a, the socket sitting over the the, the ball well is there a, a laxity and we can feel that laxity when we've got them under the anesthetic as well um you know looking for early signs of osteoarthritis in the elbows those are signs that you need to do something else but i think doing the scoring on on every animal probably is um is not required but doing the x-rays and monitoring for signs of pain for uh, pain after exercise I think is really worthwhile in large breed dogs
2: yeah certainly and there's also that that early surgery you can do the pubic Symphodesis? Sympho- symphodesis, symphodesis, yes. So I think isn't that uh, before six months of age? It's got to be before six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty so sure. So that
1: so for for pups that have got marked hip laxity at a young age, um, doing that really uh, can like there's um, I was always a bit sort of scared of it initially, but there's some um, there's some yeah, good evidence coming out now that it is um, that it is a worthwhile procedure yeah. doing in in younger dogs. So
2: it's essentially when you, often you get it when they're you know desexing, you do them a little bit younger. Yeah. And you just go in and uh, and um, just uh, the part of the pelvis you sort of fuse it together don't you the, the bottom part of the pelvis yeah. that joins up yeah the, yeah the pubic
1: symphysis yes which is a it's not a bony junction it's yep. it's a it's a fibrous one yeah but what they've found is that cauterizing um, a part of it yep. means that you get a certain amount of scarring which then stops the um, the rotation inwards of the hips so therefore it means that you've got more coverage and so right. you get a reduction in the development of osteoarthritis those hips down the track but it's a it's a very narrow window i think yes. maybe even at the six month mark it might even be too late so it might be, you, yeah. you've got to hit them early early yeah. so that's the that's why the the 12 week old um vaccination the 16 week vaccine vaccination we've got to be feeling those dogs hips yep. and you've got to be feeling or if the like if, if there's clunking laxity there and your vet says we really need to x-ray these hips gee whiz do it because yeah. if you can get this surgery done if you, if you get it before that window is closed it really can make a difference for your dog when it gets older
2: and if you've got a large breed dog bring it up with your vet your 12 week vaccination you know say you know the hips you know how are the hips and and is there the option of doing that that procedure and, and what's involved yeah yeah and then your vet can give you more information for absolutely.
1: your dog absolutely yeah Um. so so, that's, um, so that's hip mate. and elbow scores now, that
2: is um, fantastic that is really good, mate. Terrific, no problems yep. at all. So we'll leave it there, and yep. Um, yep. yeah, yep. we'll what, what a
1: what a quest fest, mate. What a great quest fest. We have nailed them today, I reckon. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. So yep. Um, uh, if anyone's got any other questions yep. or anything don't like that, don't send them in. We're done now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> We've still... There's always room in the mailbag yes, for another yeah. one for next week, mate.
2: Of course there is. Of course there is. Now, do send us some questions. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we are on Patreon. Yep. If you like what we're doing and, and you want to th- throw us a couple of dollars, that'd be really nice. That'd be
1: great. We'd appreciate It'd it.
2: Appreciate it. Keeps us ticking along. Helps to keep the, wind, the the lights on. That's right. Helps to pay for our medication so we can keep to <laughs> That's a uh, cold and flu medication. A nice
1: lozenge. Yeah, a, lozen- <laughs>
2: yeah. a and- lozenge. A lemon-flavoured <laughs> lozenge. Lemon flavored biscuit, eh? <laughs> Alrighty, everyone. I think that's
1: about a wrap. Alright, good stuff. Peace out, everybody. Bye.
0: See ya. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter,